0: This is the Scum and Snake fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. And Snake, we are all in Thanksgiving week.
1: Super excited for Thanksgiving week. It's always an amazing, super fun week. A little sad. feel like I'm probably on the extreme outskirts looking in on the playoff picture, but... Yeah, excited about some of these really important matchups, and excited just for three games on Thursday, Thanksgiving week. It's
0: just always exciting. Super exciting. I'm right there with you. This is a sneak league, kind of adjacent podcast, too, so today I realized I've I've still kind of got a chance if some things break my way. It's going to be tough, but I actually clawed my way to fourth most points in that league, so... If it comes down to tiebreakers and I kind of keep scoring a lot, I might have a chance. So in the same place, you are kind of depressed, like likely not making the playoffs. But there's if things break kind of crazy, we've, we've both got a a punter's chance. I always love to have a punter's
1: chance. It's all we can ask for.
0: A lot to get through this week, though, Shanique. Like you said, we got three Thursday games and, you know, that's America's favorite segment. So let's just get into things. But first, we've got to start with a nonsense minute. And we're going to bring it back to, I guess, my new favorite holiday thing. We're going to play Wavelength again, Thanksgiving edition. Okay. So if you recall, I'm going to have, well, do you want to give the categories this time? Or do you still want to be the number per The number, person? The number the person. answers? All right. So you pick a number. And okay. then I will, three categories. You'll respond with something that matches on a scale of one to ten, whatever your number is. And then after yeah. the three categories, I will try to guess your number. Okay. What numbers one through what? Ten. Okay. Okay. Do you have your number? Uh yeah. All right. We're gonna start it off with Thanksgiving food.
1: Okay. I want to go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with turkey.
0: I know your turkey is is going to be high on a lot of people's list. You're not the biggest fan. You're more of a sides, all around kind of guy. You don't hate turkey, necessarily, or at least it's not your lowest. So I'm going to say we're in like a four or five range, maybe. Okay. All right, that's a little tough. Okay. Um, next will be Thanksgiving Day parade float characters or balloon characters. So basically this is like any any kind of character, but we're gonna we're gonna frame it as parade floats. Okay.
1: Boy, been a long time since I've watched the parade. uh I'm gonna go with Snoopy since he's like always there right he's like a, he's yeah. like a
0: staple Snoop Snoopy's a classic he is a staple and like turkey that's a staple so I um I'm struggling I I, I I'd probably stay in the same range I gotta try and figure out something that um kind of breaks this breaks this up for me a little bit or gives me an all right All right, players from any era, from the teams that normally play on Thanksgiving. So like a historic Cowboys, Lions, those kind of teams, players like Packers and the Vikings like always play, uh, commanders always play. So guys like that, but all-time, all-time level players.
1: So am am I saying a player or am I saying a team? A player
0: from one of those teams. Good one. Uh, good one. Uh, crap. All right. Or if you want to make it specific, let's say Cowboys or Lions, because those those are, the, okay. those are the, always the first two that come to my mind. Okay. So, story: Cowboys pick, or Lions player. Yeah.
1: So, pick a player from one of those teams. Yeah. That matches right. your number. All right. I'm gonna go with Mary and Barber. May he rest in peace.
0: R.I.P. Barbarian. All right. I, where you got? It's a little higher than the four that I mentioned. Maybe five, six. So we got Turkey. We got Snoopy. Snoopy. And we got Mary and Barber. Those are all solid. Not your high high end. I'm going to I'm going to go up a little bit actually. I'm going to say your number was six.
1: Boy, you're pretty stinking good on this game. It was five.
0: Ah! The the last two kind of got me. All
1: right. I knew the last two were going to throw you. I probably answered a little wrong on at least the second one being Snoopy. But I was going to just say turkey again, assuming there was a turkey (laughs) float. And then I was like, uh, what are the floats these days? Like a freaking... I don't. I have no idea. So I just. I have no. a Snoopy popped in my head, and I said, "That's the number that's going to throw him off." I think, and I feel like Mary and the Barbarian, pretty average, middle of the road. That was like was pretty,
0: pretty accurate there. That, but you know, just kind of. I mean, I you were there. You were between a, between was, four I and was, six
1: I was, is pretty close. So I, <laughs> I mean, that's
0: good. <laughs> well, if if you guys out there listening were were on the five and had it pegged, let us know but that was a fun round and that's a fun, that's a fun
1: game. And you're like weirdly good at it. It might be, it might be easier than I think it is on your end, but yeah, good. That's good. You're that's kind of crazy that the last time we played, you got it perfectly this time you're off by one, but you were pretty much saying it the whole way. So there must be some sort of
0: magical thing to figure this game out because that's that's good you're good the the magic is i know you come on <laughs> the magic is that we've just been doing
1: a hundred of these episodes so you're bound to True.
0: know me. <laughs> well that was that was a fun one i liked uh i liked the things i like the holiday themed version of that game so that was fun uh, what do we do next? Neagle? Oh, Nico? We do the power ranks, but we're going to go with our typical kind of quarter review of where the standings officially sit. And this, this is what this is the perfect time to do it because we've got three weeks left of regular season games. The playoff picture is looking murkier and murkier week by week. So let's get into it. And as always, we'll start from bottom to top. And at the bottom, just solidly there. No, no movement. I don't think it's scummy at number 12. And number 11, in the standings at least, probably wouldn't be 11 in our rankings, is Matt's team, Brandon loves Joe Biden. That might change. Number 10 is Doug's team. Number nine is Gooch. Number eight, unfortunately, is Yushny. kind of really on the outskirts of that playoff, hope. Number seven is Big T. Number six is Eric. Number five is Hessey. Number four is Jim. Number three is Ben holding on to that spot. Number two is Wade. And back up at number one is Brandon. So, Wade and Brandon are pretty much locks for playoffs. They can't really fall out. And they're probably locked into the, the buys. So, we don't spend too much time on them. Ben is looking pretty good, sitting at eight and three for a playoffs. He, I mean, if he loses out and ends up in the tiebreaker, possibly he could get bumped out. But he just got a pretty good advantage over some of the others. And then we look at Jim and Hesse at seven and four, and then Eric and Tyler at six and five. Those are the those are the big four, contending for three playoff spots. I would guess again, Ben maybe, but he's got. He's got a big lead on those other teams. So Snake, we'll also give you a an outside shot at this thing, but who are your who are your four playoff teams after Brandon and Wade? Let's just go Let's go with that group. Final four in.
1: Final four in is going to be Ben, Jimbo, Ernie, and T. I think Hesse's the one who
0: falls out. Hesse's the one that falls out okay. He does play Eric this week, so that's that's a big matchup that we're going to be watching. Let me do the little looky-loo ahead game. Hesse, after playing Eric, he has to play Gooch, who has been feisty. And it looks like Hesse, yeah, he has Lamar on by that week. Uh, the Vikings also, so he loses one of his backs in Madison. So that's a, that's a tough week for Hesse. To play gooch and then in the finale he plays Jimbo so yeah tough tough schedule ahead for Presley. that could definitely be uh what happens if he were to lose the next three i do think t with his schedule and with just how good his team's been lately after making his moves i think he does get in i think jimbo gets in too and then the person that drops out is going to be whoever the loser of Eric and Hesse is. I, I don't, I, I guess I probably agree with you that it's going to be Hesse, but Eric has his own problems with losing Joe Burrow for Joe Burrow for the season. um his team's kind of been up and down. He's trying to find the right matchup. Does he get Jefferson back? We don't know. So. I guess for the stake of being different from you and also for the sake of the drama. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Eric is going to be the one out of the playoffs.
1: I don't, I don't, uh, wouldn't, I, I guess the reason why I say Eric is the one who's going to, it's just, I feel like he deserves the benefit of the doubt with the, the way he's been last couple of years, his team, his ability to, uh, you know, has, he's definitely had some problems. This year, you know, and and then problems recently, but I think right now I just have I just have a little more confidence that he will figure out a way to get in more so than Hesse will be. Even though I feel like Hesse's probably got a safer ish team. Like if all of his guys just continue doing what they're doing, and then he's got just as good a shot as I guess you could say anybody because he's got he's got some fairly consistent guys, but also. Ernie, like you said, if he gets if he gets Jefferson back, or if, if Eckler just has a crazy, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to go down on the small reasons. I just think the overall for me it's I just have a little more confidence and Ernie will figure it out. And I think if he doesn't and he does pull out of the playoffs, is this like as big of a disappointment as there is in? this league or a team built like his in fantasy football. I mean, sure. You can't contend with injuries and, and stuff, but he started out slow. I mean, the burrow chase stack started out very slow and he was losing some games. And then with the, I mean, it all just seemed to kind of fall into that perfect bad space for Ernie's team this late in the year, be fighting for a playoff spot with the team that he has, you know, we've been, on his team and his players and for, for years now. And, and rightly so, but is this a, a huge, this has got to be a very huge disappointment if he doesn't make the playoffs. It doesn't, I don't think it does anything at all to what he will do in the future. He's probably just going to keep the same team and say, well, I've had some bad breaks with injuries and whatnot and some, but, and he's just going to move. And then next year he'll probably be just fine. But, I think this is a huge disappointment if Ernie misses out on the playoffs with the team he's done and what he's done the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can say anything otherwise. We kind of crowned him as the team to beat. What three years ago, when you know he assembled this team, beat me in the championship with the with the Burrow and Chase stack and and having I mean, Jefferson. Like we th- we thought he was set to be in the playoffs in the buy conversation for years to come. Um he proved that last year and lost in the championship but yeah, big big letdown this year just for the fact that he's got a lot of the top guys at each position now. Like you said injuries and slow starts, that's what's got him to the record where he's kind of fighting for it but um that stuff doesn't seem to be bouncing back this year either. So I guess that, like, what do we what do we say about that? Is it, like, do we just say it's a lost year? Brandon had one of those, you know, recently where he had one of his good teams and then um, ended up being a, having a lottery pick. His pick was he didn't make the playoffs, it was down in the bottom four. Um, yeah, are I think he just spots in you the road. Up up like, lost how do you, year? Like,
1: yeah, you just have to chalk it up as a lost year. You have to chalk it up as all those things happened in the perfect storm the 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 great team that he has just wasn't able to cut it now we're not he's not out of it we're not talking like he's out of it right now he could very well make a run and do something like that but where you are today at six and five with the team he's with the guys that he have in his team you just expect it to have been better and then on the flip side just a quick on Hesse's team very uh good season o- great ish season so far of Hesse's team. We never thought that he would be in this position and the trade at whatever he did mid season, you know, early in the year for David Montgomery from Ernie's team Mm. has been a huge boom for him because Montgomery has been just amazing every week this year. And with a pivotal matchup this week, Thanksgiving, Ernie being a lion, if if this is if that could potentially Man, be a nail in the coffin, that's a very poetic, very interesting part that will, you know, we'll should we will have covered in the magic. But I'm just going to cover it right here, like that Montgomery trade with Ernie this week, Thanksgiving. If Montgomery has the game he's been having, like that could be a very big factor on why Hesse wins and just solidifies himself in the playoffs, right? Now,
0: yeah, that is a great call out for just the storyline and the connections there. I just, I'm absolutely, you know, this could be the thing that kind of haunts him for this last season. You know, we've all had those moves where it was like, if I didn't start this one guy who put up a zero, you know, I could have had this seating and I would have beat everyone else on the way. Or, yeah, I traded away, like, like in this scenario, one guy who I thought was going to you know give up work to Gibbs or just not be good and ends up having. A top, whatever season he's having, because he, it's been a great one. So, now it's, it could be one of those turning points for sure. You're absolutely spot on with that one. It's a great call. But yeah. So, maybe, maybe it is a disappointment. I, I, you know, whose fault is that? The players, is that one for not making earlier pivots? I don't know. We'll just see how it bears out. Because if he does still make the playoffs, if he does get Jefferson back and ends up winning, then it's all, you know, it's not a disappointment. So I guess we'll just have to see how that bears out. Yeah. I think we can say just
1: overall with where we're at, there's been supr- a lot of surprises, both ends with the pl- the teams that aren't as good or as falling and the teams that have been rising. Like we've been talking about it half the year, about Ben's team being where it's as with what he's done. And Hesse's been a lot better than usual. And we kind of were on the Doug train a little bit earlier in this year, but like, wow, he's winning, but now he's not there. So, there's been a lot of shuffling. There's been a lot of surprises. And that's, again, that's all we can ask for in this league. We want it to come down to one or two matchups. We want to see this shake out the way that it has. And I think it's all good. And there's, yeah, I think it's just, it's fun
0: to see. Yeah. I mean, I think we might, we might say this every year, but this feels like one of the tighter races that we've seen. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, wish... Wish I could be a part of it. But next year, next year, I'm joining the party, fellas. Oh, yeah. Next year, I think you're going to be there. Hopefully, I'm a little bit
1: better than this year. Matt might be a couple years away with trading a lot of his guys away and his picks being a few years down the line. So next year, it could be Matt and Doug at the bottom. And yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, there's always going to be yep. probably two teams at the bottom, and the rest are. That, that's how it always is going to be in this. Like, I think no matter what happens, I think there's always going to be. You can always identify the two teams that are going to be at the bottom. There's going to be about three ish teams that like feel like they could be, be they could be good, but they're probably not. Like me, and then then Gooch, and uh, you know, whatever it may be, and then there's always going to be like Brendan and Wade and. Ernie and now Jimbo's coming on with his. So it's just there's always, there's never going to be like a year where we go, who's it going to be this year? I think we could always predict it's there's going to be three teams at the top, two at the bottom, and then the rest are always going to be up in the air, which I guess you could probably say that about most fantasy teams, but it's been dynasty wise with how we are so familiar with everybody, how they manage their teams, what their teams look like now, what they have been doing, what they have in the future like brendan ernie wade probably always going to be in that top mix and there's always going to be two teams at the bottom the rest are always going to be fighting and clawing and it's never going to be like ever easy
0: (laughs) yeah it's an interesting thing we probably i don't want to spend too much time on it because we will rant and rave and tangent hard but uh, a couple weeks ago we went on this whole philosophy of like Brandon, Wade, Eric, like they are very good managers because they have good teams and collect assets and kind of balance it always. But they don't go all in or they, they don't capitalize as much as maybe they could. Maybe not should, but could for sure. That's that's what my philosophy was. But that's why I had to make such a hard pivot to a uh, <laughs> to a rebuild because that was the only way I could get assets. Was like a hard. Uh, pivot because it just I was not in that realm of going both ways. So it will be interesting, like you said, if if I try to go for it again, try to get back up there. Like, does someone take an opportunity to now fill that spot of, of being able to like I want like easily, you know, get get really good options and rebuild because uh, you know I I did my rebuild with the hopes. Of getting, what we're supposed to be or what should be, generational guys coming out, and you know we'll see if that is actually what happens. But yeah,
1: I'm just Definitely gonna guys. I'm gonna keep the rant I'm gonna keep the rant going okay. here, scum, because I think our matchup segment's gonna be a lot shorter than usual because there's only probably about three matchups that really matter. So we're gonna probably okay. have that be a lot shorter. But I'm gonna keep this rant going because I'm gonna say I like kind of like what we're we're spitballing here and uh. If the let's say the championship this year inexplicably comes down to like Ben and T, you know, T don't take this the wrong way or anything like that. But let's just say <laughs> that you're in the championship. You've crawled all the way from the top or from the bottom to the top. You win out. You get it. You you have some miracle championship run. And it's you and 08 in the championship. And Really, this comes down to, because we've already, we've, we've talked about, now we're going to pivot this a little bit to Brendan and Wade. Let's say that they don't get it done. Wade doesn't repeat and Brendan falls out of being basically number one or number two all year. Does, what does, does that do anything to the Brendan and Wade team or is it just, I mean, I, I, sometimes we, we tend to talk about like if one of these great teams doesn't win or has a bad year. What does that do to that team? And I think sometimes we tend to say, we, or at least I do. Maybe I'm not going to slump you in with me, scum. But like sometimes I tend to say, boy, there's got to be some major shakeups because he's not getting it done with the team he has. But I don't think that's the case with those teams. And Ernie, yeah, we, we slide him in They're just going to go into next year with the exact same team. Why not? They have great team. They have great players, great teams. But does that? <clears throat> that would all that would be even a in my opinion right now that would be even a bigger disappointment for brendan or Wade to not be in the championship and i i don't know i just i don't i just want to i just want to say it i guess i just want to so we don't need to like talk about it or make points about it. i think it just you know you have such a great fantasy year and then like you don't win the championship it's like It's got to be. I mean, it just is. It's it's sucks. It's frustrating. Yeah. No, for sure. I think I think out of the and then I think if if I were to continue, and I'm just gonna everyone's gonna be pissed that I'm just going off on this (laughs) probably, but like I think I think personality wise, yeah. Wade would just say Wade would be more to say like whatever. But I think Brendan. I think it would be interesting to see what Brendan would do to his team.
0: Has Brendan made any moves this year? Uh he traded to he traded Matt to get Stiggs back. Basically, like okay. kind of undoing what they did okay. before. You're right. I think that that was the deal. Where that's how Matt um, got into the the QJ range. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, For some reason. Anyway, he, I just he traded just away Jacobs. So he's done kind of small things but I, I think, you know, let's pull on the psyche of our do nothing commission a little bit here. Do
1: nothing commit. Always
0: has a pretty stacked team. We talk about him a lot. Um, been what? Four or five years since he's won a championship with, with all the teams that he's had. So does, does it kind of get to him? And I think that's what you're saying. Like for you, personality wise, especially when you, you went all in, you had great teams with like Zeke and Dalvin and um, Sean Watson. And it was like you and me at the top. That's what, that's what, that's how this whole thing started, right? We were both going for it. And then you felt like you were not getting over the hump with that team. And you said, I'm just going to reset it. And that's what led down this, the whole path right? that you're saying. Like, does Brandon get to that point ever in his in his mindset or is he always just like, well, I'm, I'd rather be good and be in the quarterfinals in the championship game every year. than then reset everything. I don't know. I, I, he probably is content with just being, you know, top four and close, but I mean, he wasn't in the, he, since he won his championship, I don't think he's been back in the championship. So I don't know.
1: And I think the latter of that is true. If I were, to try to say what I think Brandon would do in this situation. I think he would just say, well, because I think he's out of that. That's why I kind of question, has he made any moves? I think he's just content with who he is and content with that team being good for however long it needs to be good. And because the flip side of that is that, well, there's two, I guess you could say he makes one or two moves that he feels like that might be somewhat better for whatever reason that is. And then the other would be I'm gonna just kind of trade, sell off what I can get a bunch of picks and maybe hold on. But like Mahomes and Kelsey, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, McCaffrey, uh whoever else. I mean, he's he's got players that you're like, How are you not winning a championship? So if he doesn't win it this year, with how good he's been and how dominant he's been. And even Wade, if Wade doesn't win it, like I think, just overall league wise, is that? I mean, it would be. I think. It, I think the answer is it would be amazing for the league if it was T and Ben or Jimbo and freaking I don't know, like Jimbo and T. Like if if it's anything other than Brandon or Wade, I think it's 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 just crazy to think about because of how good those teams are and how good they have been for not only this year, but last year. So I don't know. I don't know really what the point of all this is. It's just talking
0: about the league, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And just the last thing on those two teams is we think that they both are just, you know, stand pat, try again next year. No need to to mess with a really good team, but I would say both those teams would have to, and I think maybe we're even kind of seeing this with Eric right now, like what we were saying when you guys, you guys are so good. You don't want to trade them early. You don't, you don't want to be a year early trading away. Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, um, Tyreek Hill. Right. But as these guys approach their thirties, you know, Eckler being the example right now, right? you you mentioned it early even in a, um, director's cut segment but if Eckler is washed you know Eric got got great production from him for years but could he have flipped him at the beginning of season four or something I don't know if that deal existed but does that then happen to McCaffrey next year does that happen to um Kamara next year for Wade like these guys that get older that's how those steep Drop offs happen. You know, you're relying on stefan Diggs to still be good for three more years, and maybe this was his last good year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And we said that about players all the time: they will trade too early or trade too late, and then or they die on your team. Derrick Henry is going to die on Doug's team. He's got. Yes. I've I've sent him offers for Derrick Henry. I'm sure he's got another offers for him. He's going to die on his team. That's it. That came up in the group chat recently with Gucci's back and forth with potential uh, Saquon, Saquon deals. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. Like he's probably worth the more than what these people are getting that they're sending him. Like I send him a second and third. Sure, you probably should get more than that. But is Gucci's goal to trade him? He's been wanting to trade him all year. Is he afraid of Saquon having some sort of fall off or sticking around with a bad Giants team and having more bad games than good games? Does Saquon go to a new team and have two to three more years of extremely productive, good productivity? I don't know. So yeah. To talk about some of these teams, like I was, I was almost, I was, I I think I pretty much said that about McCaffrey going into this year. I was like, nobody go trade Brandon for him, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. And like say, or uh, McCaffrey now is obviously been amazing. Top three or whatever running back all year. So is there a steep fall off for some of these top teams that have these players to where they, if they've had a disappointing season like Ernie, does he go, can I even trade Eckler? He he probably can because Ernie seems to always be able to get some sort of
0: good trade, but anyway,
1: we should probably move on.
0: We're we should on. 40 We're last, minutes into this thing. <laughs> the last thing i say is that's the fun thing about dynasty is because now we are like playing real GMs, right? Cause that's what, that's what always happens on like your, your sports talk shows, like this person's going to walk in free agency. Like, and for us, this player is going to age out and not be productive, not be a, a wide receiver one, running back one, whatever. But is it, is it better to just miss out on one season of high production, but get something back or to just have that production and let them age out with the investment, right? Like, do I sign uh, whoever it is? Um, to this long-term deal and just eat the back end because you know they fit my window now like that's that's the fun part and that's what we're talking about right now when do you try to capitalize and is it worth it to lose out on potentially one two you know however many years of that production yep exactly Woo-hoo. a couple tapes in there we'll, we'll we'll cut out one of them Jake, don't worry
1: <laughs> yeah the, the the cutting room floor might be uh pretty dirty this time around we're going to get this episode out early for you guys for thanksgiving and we're probably not doing ourselves any favors by ranting and raving so let's just try to get through the rest
0: we've got three thursday games to talk about let's take a quick break here and hear a word from one of our sponsors this week's episode of the scum machine show is brought to you by the scum deep fried turkey a classic friends staple and the secret recipe to the rub and the timing and the oil can all be yours for the subscription to Juge Plus. For the holidays we will also throw in a free trial of the new Juge Plus entity, Scum Train for when you need to work off all those holiday fixings and desserts and overeating. So subscribe to Juge Plus and for the holiday season you'll get the Scum Deep Fried Turkey Recipe Along with a trial to scum train. Doesn't get better than that. Huge plus. And we're back really fast, Nick.
1: Screaming deal. Amazing Thanksgiving week. Everybody get
0: on it. You mentioned it at the top. Let's fly through some of these matchups that we can. But we're going to start off with, I think, an interesting one. We've got the 09 greater than 08 team. That's me. Versus Ben Sawyer Payton team. And I say it's interesting because this is probably one of my most live weeks. Uh, I've got no bye issues. I've got Kyler Murray back, probably T. Higgins back, even though he doesn't have Joe Burrow. I've actually got some running backs now to add to Bijan Robinson. And then my young guys, Josh Downs and Demario Douglas, are, are back from bye. So this is probably like going to be my best scoring week this season. The question is will it be enough to beat them? It's definitely going to be enough. You're definitely going to beat Ben. You're definitely going to beat 08 because isn't this the upset of the week? Scum and Sneak upset of the week?
1: Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Upset of the week on Thanksgiving week. Oh, wait, getting upset, going to lose, and the potential start of the losing out and maybe falling out of the playoffs, starting with the scum and matchup. Amazing. You're putting it all together. You're going to get your first win, and it's going to be glorious.
0: Yeah, Ben's been itching to drop one of these games that, like, He should, you know, we've, he's kind of had some improbable upsets of his own. He fared well against the other bottom feeders, but no Cooper Cup from him this week. He's coming off of like a huge cover the game, which seems to, you know, he follows those up with duds right away. Uh, Kind of same thing with DJ Moore, who finally had a a good game this week. Probably a little bit of a fall off. Uh, Maybe his running backs, you know, Brandon brought it up in the group chat. His former first-round picks, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, have, have been very good for him this year. I suspect they're probably not going to be that good this week. So, yeah, if if there's a week for me to pull off a pretty fun upset that affects playoff seeding, this is the one. I think it's going to happen. Let's get it. I've I put I put effort into making it happen. Chuba, take me home, bud. let's move on to an easy one that we won't spend too much time in because it's Brendan's hyper extension team versus Doug's NBA greater than NFL. And let's just, let's cut all the fluff. This is the blowout. Of let's best and sneak blowout of the week. Blow out of
1: the week, blow out of the week. Let's go. Yeah, he's going to get a blowout here. He's going to get another big win. Uh, I still would really appreciate it, Brendan, if you could change your name just for fun, just to join in with everybody here. Honestly, uh, but yeah, easy call here. Doug's going to get himself blown. Uh, Thanksgiving week, uh, you know, Doug doesn't listen to this podcast, nor does he care too much about his team. He cares more than we. Uh, he cares a little bit, but Brendan we've seen him try. To say here. At least.
0: Yeah, quick thing on that, he's moving with some purpose now. At least we've seen him sell some of the assets that he could for something in the future. So, you know, at least he's not, he's not letting people die in the team, except for Derek Henry, which we kind of get that one, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, I, I Yeah. get it, get it. Um, yeah, Brendan, you're going to get a win here, blow out. Not really, I don't think it's worth, I mean,
0: that's it. There's nothing oh, else yeah. to say even if it's not the blow it's a it's a win for brandon so yeah let's let's talk about the other probably like easy win to call we've got matt brandon a joe biden team versus billiards greater than nba greater than nfl Tyler's team and tyler would love this win to secure his um continued playoff push yeah
1: t has been surging he's got he seemed to got his lineup figured out he's He's extremely locked in He's play, He's, oh, like he's, no he's running then. for that playoff spot I just don't see how Matt Can spoil that uh, And Matt probably doesn't want to spoil that Because we know how he has the, What feelings he has for Big T So uh, I'm expecting T to just continue and get I think this would be his third win in a row Keep climbing, keep fighting And uh, yeah a, a win here for, for The Alaskan Nomad
0: This one, um, I want to say it's gonna be more fun, but uh, we've got Gus Peepee Show Biz versus Gee Buttersnap.
1: Yeah. Gosh, I wish it would. I wish uh, I would have just an absolute I need to have, I need a 50 spot from Dak on Thanksgiving. I need my running backs to hit 30. I need my receivers to catch a touchdown and have 100 yards. I need CD and Tyreek not to have. Big massive games, uh, but as I've been on this train of really not picking myself because I just my team is just not I'm just not confident. I'm going to say Wade gets his win here uh, and just keeps being at the top and showing the prowess, even though his running backs are are extremely. Oh, he's got Kamara and Taylor back this week. Never mind, he's going to kill me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the projections are close right now, but he, you know, the two guys that he made the big deal for early in the season. They're back, and will probably be the key. Players, but unfortunately for you, ah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, sometimes the cookie crumbles that way. But we, we'll see. You know, maybe the reverse change works a little bit in your favor there. All right, let's, we got two of the bigger matchups to end with. We've got the soft tissue rehab team versus Beheris at the Foss. Jimburst. What, what what does Jim. that mean? What is that? What is that name? It's soft it's soft tissue rehab backwards. Ah <laughs> that's great. All right. Jimbo Jimbo Jimbo's been on a tear with the names this year, but this one, you know, we the projections lean towards Jimbo. We lean for Jimbo in the power range, but Chase's team is it's fist team. He can definitely put up a score that would be Jimbo.
1: He definitely can. He needs his 49ers to go crazy, and he needs Saquon to continue with a 30-pointer. If that happens, it's close, and Gooch has a chance here. But I just believe we've been leaving in Jimbo's team all year. I'm not going to falter now. Stroud has been on fire to tank. Puka is back probably with Cup being uh, out this week against Arizona. I expect another I expect ten catches, 150 yards or something. Zay Flowers against the Chargers. We know how receivers do against them. So I'm picking. I'm picking uh, Jimbo to win this one. I think it's just it's been destiny for him this year. He's putting it all together. He's going to be in the playoffs
0: and he's going to be dangerous.
1: And I'm going to pick Jimbo on
0: this one. What about you, Scum? No, I agree. I mean, I think the matchup favor him, and then we saw probably get back in the end zone finally after a long touchdown list streak. So, um, I think we have to call it that way. All right. Now the big one that we talked about, let's do Hesse versus Ernie.
1: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start here. Scum. I picked Ernie to be the one to sneak into the playoffs here and Hesse be the falter. I think this just comes down to me just it's a history call for me with Ernie. He's got to put it together. His players have to perform for him. Doesn't have the greatest matchups. He just made the Josh Dobbs trade to fill in that QB void. Uh, it could be a rough Thursday if Montgomery comes back to revenge on Ernie and have an amazing game. Hesse's team is a lot better uh, than it has been, but Lamar Jackson and no Mark Andrews. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh does Madison continue to get lead role after having some, uh, a rough-ish game? Does Mostert get back to being amazing? Plays the Jets this week? Could be highly unlikely. So all in all, all that being said, I'm going to say that Ernie gets this win. It's going to be a squeaker. A lot of these players, uh, a lot of his players play on Thursday, at least his his Lions, who he needs to have good games out of. And uh, hopefully Browning just gives Jamar Chase like 47 targets because. Hessie's not far behind here. and I wouldn't be surprised if Hessie gets this win, but I'm going to pick Ernie to squeak it out.
0: So, yeah, if that happens and Hessie kind of – or, sorry, if Eric takes back the the edge on Hessie, is there, is there still – how much – how hot is Eric's seat, I guess is the question. So, does that completely cool it off, or do you still think there could be some trouble down the line? I know we already kind of touched on this, but I just don't remember how much – cutting or not cutting
1: yeah i think if if ernie gets this win makes the playoffs even at a six seed i think he's just i think his team is just as dangerous as brendan and wade's in terms of playoff push and playoff matchups especially with the assuming justin jefferson come back and if he gets this win and keeps surging, you got to, I mean, he's got the running backs on his team have not been performing as well, but they get a hundred percent of the work. So I think that is a huge boom for him going forward. And, uh, yeah,
0: that's, uh, I think, I think too, we've got, you know, summer of handcuffs, just the perfect example of that and why it's important here because Kenneth Walker's hurt. It seems like he's going to miss a game. They're saying, no, IR, but it's even a possibility. But the good thing is he's got Zach Charbonnet, and I think wisely, Eric is playing Jalen Warren. Just Jalen Warren's been great, and he, we have to see kind of what happens with Seattle and how they use Charbonnet. But again, he's protected himself against that and allows him to not have to be like, oh, I you know I have to play Naji and um Jalen Warren. I have to play Mixon and Eckler if they continue to struggle. You know what I mean? Like it gives. It just gives him another option if Sharpy gets a lead role and ends up doing really well with it. Yeah. Um other side of things, if Hesse beats Eric, I think he's in he's in really good shape to, to stay in the playoffs. Um and then we've got panic time for, for Eric's team, like we already discussed. Um if Hesse wins and does like secure himself, what is Hesse feisty um to win the title or if he just does not does he not have the ceiling as the other teams you mentioned already
1: it would have to be all the stars aligning I think for Hesse to make a title run. I think he would need it would it's all I think it's just it's almost impossible to see it happening uh, yeah, I think if he squeaks into the playoffs, it's going to be that might be it
0: yeah especially without Andrews I know they haven't been great this year, but that was his at least advantage that we could say like okay if it comes back. If that huge connection um is really performing and he's got that that sack, then he had more of a shot. But without that, I don't know if he can muster the juice. Unless you know Montgomery goes on uh, there. You know, Lamar starts actually scoring touchdowns instead of Gus Edwards, but yeah, it just doesn't seem like the the oomph is there. Yeah. All right, we did kind of fly through those like we needed to, but let's get into hopes and dopes. Hopes uh, and dopes. Decent week for us last week. I had uh, a dope of Rashad White, which didn't end up happening because he scored, but at least I was going to write that his like usage was a little bit down against the Niners. So uh, it's a loss, but to me, it's like a, um, a moral victory. <laughs> and then how about my boy Don Tavian Wicks? Led the package in receiving. I mean, it's only three catches, but 91 yards. Uh smashed his projection. So give me that win. Yeah, no, that's that was a great call. Don Wicks, what a what a call. And then you had a hope of uh Jalen Guyton, who we just have to he did you know, he ended up getting added to the injury report late. He didn't play, so just a, a push for you there. And then you doped Dave Montgomery, you know, star of this episode for sure. And he put up his typical 20 spot. So, um, unfortunately, wrong for you there. But I think we get back on track during Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: you start us off because uh, I I haven't
0: decided mine yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to go and... um, I think it's it's probably uh, – I feel like I shouldn't do this, but since we already called myself the episode of the week, I have to go back to my team for a hope this week. And I'm not doing the thing where I usually like, find like a bench guy to, to put in. I'm just saying the, the hope this week and the key to me winning is the guy I traded for, and it's Kyler Murray. Okay. Three games back and his feet under him. The, the, the rushing has been there. I think some of the passing just has it, been rusty. You love your Kyler,
1: and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: And then a dope this week. I, I hope this ends up helping you. Um, I don't know if it is enough, but I'm going to go with the double dope. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle against the Jets.
1: Oh, that's fun. I love a double dope
0: should be a super fun matchup just between those receivers and the corners for the jets. Um, you know, I just don't see them having huge success. Maybe, maybe one of them rips one long one off and you know, I'm wrong there, but I, I'm a huge believer in the jet secondary. And I think they're going to limit them. You know, it's not going to be a full like shutout. It's not going to be like AJ Brown's one for eight on Monday night, but I think they're going to do really well. So, Double dope of the Dolphins, and maybe that maybe that helps you against play. That's that's what I'm calling for.
1: All right, man. Double dope with the Miami receivers. That would be that would be huge for me. All right, Scam. You got a
0: pen ready? Okay, I shuff, I shuffled one out of of my third grade backpack. I got it. I got a pen.
1: Okay, get ready. I'm giving you a hope and a dope from each team in all three matchups this Thursday. Holy holy cow. I love it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm yeah. just going to go quick. We're not going to talk about it. I'm just going to give you names. Okay. Okay. Hope and Dope on the Packers. Hope, A.J. Dillon taking over for the hurt Aaron Jones. Good. Good. Dope is going to be no. Dobbs. He's been catching touchdowns every week. I don't see it happening this week.
0: Okay. Lions.
1: Lions. Dope. Goff Packers have a sneaky good defense. I think it's going to be running for the Lions. Field goals, I don't think Goff is going to have too much success to the air. He's a dope.
0: Oh, that's a big one. Okay.
1: So that means hope. Who's it going to be? Am I going to get on the Gibbs train? Am I going to get back on the Montgomery train? Because I don't think any of those receivers are going to be too good. Except I will say that Jameson Williams is going to catch a long pass. He's probably going to be like, I'm just going to say Fine. Goff is going to be dope, but he's going to throw a touchdown to Jameson Williams for like 60 yards. And that's going to be the highlight for Goff. But Jameson Williams is going to be a hope this week.
0: Jameson's actually been pretty good lately. Um, I'm kind of surprised by it. So, yeah, I I could see at least at least the one long one, like you're saying.
1: All right. Hopes and dopes for the commanders. Hope, Sam Howell. Cowboys amazing defense. I get it, but Howell has been really good. He's, I think he's a top 10 quarterback this I'm expecting, I'm expecting fireworks in this Thursday afternoon game as the turkeys are coming out of the oven, as people are getting ready to have that late lunch, early dinner. I'm expecting Sam Howell to have an amazing game. So he's my hope for the commanders. My dope for the commanders, unfortunately, is going to be Brian Robinson. Been on a tear. He's my guy. He's gonna, oh, I'm gonna lose anyway. Cowboys are gonna stuff him up. It's not gonna be good. He's not going to have 100 yards receiving or whatever he's been doing every last couple of weeks. So, that's my hope and dope for the Manders. Hope and dope for the Cowboys. Now, it's fireworks, all right? Easy call here, right for me. My hope is going to be Dak. He's he was he had a pedestrian outing last week against the Panthers, won like 20 fantasy points. He's going to get back to that 40 spot. He's going to throw like four touchdowns. He's going to be just hurling the ball all over the place. It's going to be fireworks like I said. And <clears throat> my dope for the Cowboys is going to be everybody but CeeDee Lamb. I know it's bad for me. CeeDee <laughs> Lamb is going to do me in. He's been great. But every other receiver, CeeDee's going to probably have 200 yards and three touchdowns in this game. It's going to be insane. So that's – wait, I need a dope, right? Crap, I need a dope. Um, oh, it's all the receivers it's, it's, except for CeeDee Lamb. He so said everybody. i confusing can. myself. All right. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry Jalen Tolbert. And the last game, hopes and dopes for the 49ers. Hope for the 49ers is going to be
0: Elijah Mitchell. Okay. That's like, yeah, CMC is going to have a
1: weird game. He's going to get every time – he he's probably going to get kind of banged up. He's going to not be that good. Elijah Mitchell is going to come in, and he's going he's gonna to produce on his production opportunities, and he's going to be a hope, which leads me to my dope this week, which Brandon, I, he's been amazing. Just the huge touchdown last week. A slotted into just very consistent, high-floor type guy. But he's going to dope this week. He's going to get locked up by the Seahawks secondary, and Ayuk is going to have a bad game. Mm. Seahawks. Whew, running out of breath here. Seahawks' hope is going to be... Is going to be JSN, how about? That's my guy.
0: <laughs> just really going after yourself this week
1: let go. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going for it. And he's going to have a great game. He's going to score. He's going to get like 80 yards. Everyone's going to be worried about DK and Tyler Lockett. And my dope for the Seahawks is going to be actually, I'm changing it. I think Gino, if Gino is out, my hope is going to be Drew Lock. Oh. I'm changing fun. it. I think Gino, there's a chance Lock. Drew Lock is going to come in here. He's going to perform admirably. He's going to be very good. And my hope, no, my dope for the Seahawks is going to be whoever the running back is.
0: Likely Charbonnet, but maybe Kenneth Walker guts it out. Yeah, I, I get that one for sure. Just gotta be. All right, there you have it. Woo. And we sprinted to the end there. My pen ran ran out of ink at the at the Packers at Dubs, so. <laughs> We'll figure that out afterwards. But great, great calls on your end, and perfect segue into America's favorite segment and the special holiday edition. Let's come and sneak get the Thanksgiving games wrong. Yeah, I'm going to get them all wrong
1: because I just I've been on a losing streak and I'm just going to continue it. I don't want to win another game.
0: Well, let's see. Let's see how you do here. First game: Packers versus Lions. Early spot, fun spot. I'll take the Lions to win. Pretty handily,
1: uh, uh, thirty to seventeen. Nice, love that. We're gonna we're gonna be different. I'm gonna be different than you. Packers. They've they're <laughs> gonna put it together. They're gonna beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. They're gonna they're gonna win twenty three nineteen.
0: Okay. Next, the the fireworks showdown that you called, and, I, and I'm agree. I am in agreement. Jeez, I can't talk commanders at the cowboys this is a fun one i i kind of want to take the upset i'm gonna do it i'm taking it. I'm take, let's do it together we've got to be commanders, together in one of these games commanders 28 27
1: i'm gonna say commanders 39
0: 34 yeah that's, that's a more fun score for sure and then the nightcap, another divisional game. We got the 49ers at the Seahawks. This one will we'll say the Niners win. Yeah, and if it's I know you hope to Drew Lock, but I don't I don't see it if that happens. So Niners win comfortably, foot off the gas a little bit. 24 to 10.
1: Yeah. Niners are gonna win this one. We're together on this one as well. I'm gonna go 26. 26-
0: Two thirteen. Okay. Oh, think we did it. We sprinted at the end there. It might not have even made any sense at all, but we did it. We did it. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. But if it makes
1: perfect sense, it makes perfect sense. That's that's the exactly. show.
0: So. That's our motto. That's our motto. <laughs> all right, everyone. But seriously, thanks for listening. Have the happiest Thanksgiving you've ever had enjoy the whole spread enjoy the games and enjoy being off of work for four days in a row that's gonna be the best part
1: gonna be the best don't leave the table hungry don't skimp on anything enjoy it to the fullest because once it's over we're back to the
0: ho-hum life enjoy it everyone tell us about it and bye giving me big one that we got to do today.